Well, hello, friends, and however you're listening to this episode of On Grace, we're really grateful that you're here and you are in for a very special treat because I am sitting across the desk from the Thelma and Louise of Broadway United Methodist Church here to drive us over the cliff. Over the cliff to honestly really gifted, really powerful women who lead us well here at Broadway. Miss Laura Vincent. Hi everyone. Laura K. Vincent. Yes. As well as Megan Davidson. And here's what here's what I just realized as I was thinking about this. You both played high school basketball. Did you ever play each other? No. 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 Who would win? Like which team would win if you if you played each other? It depends on the year. <laughs> Definitely depends on the year. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I mean, we play ball for three or four years each. So, I mean, between the different years, I'm sure there's years that they would have won and there's years that we may have. Okay. The year, Laura, that you were at the peak of your powers at Muhlenberg North. Yes. And the year, Megan, that you were at the peak of your powers at... That's what you get. Monroe County. Monroe County. <laughs> what is the mascot of the Monroe We're Falcons. Falcons. Okay, so Falcons versus Stars. <laughs> Who wins? Let's say let's say Laura dribbles it into the paint. <laughs> and there awaits Megan Davidson. She take me down. Do you take her down? No I layups. I take her down. I may block it. I wouldn't take her down. <laughs> Actually, we would have never played together. I'm too against- old. You're not too old. You're just older. <laughs> the peak of her career, I wouldn't have been on the team. Okay, we have a basketball <laughs> and a basketball goal. What about what? After we get done with this, we'll go out there and she would win. I don't know. It's been a few years. Put your money on her. <laughs> if it, it depends on again what game around the world, I probably I pretty good around the world but if we're playing one-on-one i'm i'm gonna struggle i may trip her actually i won't trip her today <laughs> i wouldn't expect I wouldn't, any less i wouldn't do it today because she's gonna run this marathon over the, the weekend but next week next week i may trip her just to win i trip you too if it makes you feel better there you go. if you trip somebody in the south end of louisville where i grew up that's that's fighting right there that's fighting we're gonna fight we would. Who do you think would win? Between me and you? <laughs> no question. I'm putting my own money on Megan. <laughs> Megan and Laura, what I appreciate about both of you is that um, both of you share on a blog pretty regularly. Megan, you have a blog called The Possible Life, which um, I think uh, over and over again reminds people, not, not just women and not just moms, but uh, people, that they are good enough exactly as they are so this is something that's very clearly uh, a calling for you and something that you are very uh, passionately living into would you elaborate on how the possible life came to be and why you are uh, so passionate about sharing that message that you are you are good enough exactly as you are sure i will try to talk fast because it can be long um so a couple years ago, I was struggling and drowning in shame. I didn't sort of realize it, and then it sort of hit me in the face. And I was overweight and out of shape. And so um, 
I just started this long journey and a lot of it had to deal with shame and sort of working through some of or lots of my issues and one of those was not being enough. I didn't feel good enough, smart enough, thin enough, fit enough, happy enough. Like if there's a blank, you could just put it in. Um, and so what I did, I was working through that. And then about a year or two later, a year and a half later, I really got into exercise and I started exercising and I became more physically fit. And then in about six months, I changed my diet drastically. And that changed everything for me. I started feeling better. But in the fall of that year, I just had this overwhelming like feeling that I was supposed to use this journey that I've been on for at that point, probably two years uh, for something like there's a reason why I went through this. Um, and so I kept thinking, like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And it was just like God was saying, you know what, Megan, you love to talk. And so why don't you tell people, why don't you tell people that they are good enough? Why don't you tell them the things that you've learned in this past uh, two years of, of uh, transformation in a sense that, you know what, you anything's possible. Like you have dreams, you have goals, you want to run a race or you want to fit in a dress or you want to, you know, be whatever it is you want to be, that anything is possible. And so that sort of started me on this journey of, just sharing a little bit with somebody every day just to say, hey, you know what? You can do this. You are great. God created you just as you are today. And so you don't need to try to, I don't need to try to look like Laura, right? I don't need to try to be the guard. I can, I can be the forward or the center. Um, but I think and the, trip the guard. Or to, and trip the guard. <laughs> yes. But I think that there's, there's a lot in the world that we live in where you can go on social media and you can be overwhelmed with everybody that's has the perfect life. Their marriage is great. Their kids are wonderful. They're fit and they cook these awesome meals. And, you know, you're at home and you may be overweight or your marriage may sort of suck a little bit or your kids may be hellions or you eat at McDonald's every night of the week. And so just for folks to know, like, hey, it's okay. You know, like you are enough. You don't need to compare yourself to all those people that you may be seeing out there. So that's where it got started. Very nice. Laura, tell us about your blog. Sure. Um, my blog is called uh, Making Room at the Table um, because like Megan's blog is called The Possible Life. And I think um, I think for me, my blog is born out of the, the realization that there was a point in my life when I didn't think there were possibilities for me, where there wasn't room for me at the table. Um, as a young girl, I had hopes and dreams and a sense of calling and um, over time, the world and people, even my church, would tell me, you can't, you can't do that. You can't be that. That's not possible for you. And so slowly over time, I began to accept that and um, just kind of lost myself, really, in a way. Um, but over time, through community and um, just experience, I've come to discover that um, that those hopes and dreams that God planted in me long ago, um, that they were still there, and um, and I've had the opportunity to grow into those and and to experience the possibilities of, of what God has for me, and so I very much feel a calling to come around other women particularly, but people in general, um, to help them recognize that, that there's enough room at the table for them to um, live out their calling, that they don't have to um, 
take in those messages that we hear from the world that say you can't do this you can't be that you have to be as small and silent as possible (laughs) you can be feel the freedom to um, live out your life boldly for Christ so so both of you expressed that your blog came out of out of a sense of like a double helix of struggle and call like a sense that you're called to something and yet you're in the midst of this status quo that was painful or difficult whether that was self-inflicted or uh, others inflicting that on you so how did you all both not let that defeat you do you understand what i'm saying like how did or why did your sense of call win over like very real and very painful and very difficult circumstances. I mean, I think for me, like as much as I was told no, 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 <laughs> like I, it, the sense of call wouldn't go away. And then as I began to see examples of others who were living out this call that were ignoring, you know, the the voices and the standards that had been set for them, as I watched other women step up into leadership in very significant ways, it it um, it really empowered me to begin to to dream again. I think that was a really key element in giving me hope and helping me to to overcome and it, and honestly it's just like God's grace because as much as I had given up on myself God and his goodness would just bring opportunity after opportunity that wouldn't let that part of me die I think part of mine is I'm a little stubborn and hard-headed <laughs> and uh, I'm like making room at the table with my elbows you know I'm gonna come in whether you like it or not um, so I think that that probably has something to do with me uh sort of working through it but then at the same time like I love people and I love to encourage people like I it is one of my spiritual gifts and so I and it's something that I pride myself on and so I think that part of it is there's so many people that are struggling with shame that don't know it and after the realization of that I was too like drowning in shame and struggling and struggling with shame Like, I don't want other people to have to go through that. I don't want them to hold on to things for years when they could step into the journey sooner to try to work through it so that it doesn't affect them like maybe it had affected me. And so I just sort of like as a prevention thing, like, hey, we're going to talk about this. So. So in some sense, Megan, you were telling yourself that you weren't good enough or that you didn't belong wherever. Laura, you had others telling you you weren't good enough or you didn't belong. So if someone's listening to this now, experiencing either one of those things, that you don't belong, whether they're hearing that from uh, an internal voice or external voices, what would you say to those folks? You do. You do belong. You know, you were created to be exactly where you are right now. And um, no matter who's telling you that, it's funny because we're sitting here like side by side and like, I was like telling Laura, like, no, you were supposed to, you know what I mean? Like one of those voices, like the world's telling her, but I'm like, no, you don't. And she's like, but no, you know, it's like, we're sort of (laughs) feeding each other. She's feeding me what I need to know. And so it's funny because I'd never thought about it in the way that you just said about how mine is like a personal thing. And Laura's was more of, you know, an outside thing. But I think community is like you need to find community. You need to find people that if it's a personal thing, you need to find a Laura, somebody who can 
share with you and love on you and be there by your side to tell you that you are enough. And if you're a Laura, you need to find a Megan, somebody who's going to like scream it at you too. You know, like all these people are saying this, but no, like you're fantastic. You're doing what you were created to do. Yeah, I I agree that community is, is essential. And I would just say, um, that you are a unique masterpiece, that there is no one like you that has ever existed or ever will, and that there's no other person that has the same mix of uh, personality and passions and experiences that is able to offer to the world uh, what you can. And so it's just really important that um, you recognize um, your value and your worth and you give that as a gift to others. You mentioned community. So how do how do you find that community or how do you personally become that community hmm. like you said megan you need, you need to find a laura laura says you need to find a megan <laughs> yeah how how do you become a laura to somebody else or how do you become a megan to somebody else i think one i think you can't skip over the fact the this first thing that it's scary and that there's a lot of fear involved because to have a community to truly to have a true community that's not just like fake you have to be authentic and you have to be real with the people that you're with and so for a lot of people it's really hard to get to that place to be able to say hey like here I am you know and I'm going to bear it all like this is truly who I am because you can't I don't think you can work this journey I don't think you can get to where you want to be if you can't be authentic in that and so to be open and to be honest with people it's a really really scary thing especially if you're dealing with stuff like this and so I think before you even find it you have to be to the place to where you're willing to be authentic I think you um that you want to look for a safe person you know like you're not going to want to just walk up to someone you met for the first time but um but to watch out for those people where when you're with them, you feel affirmed and you feel loved and you feel accepted. Um, and, and as you experience that, hopefully you you would be able to discern like, yes, this is a safe person that I'm able to be authentic with. And that will return that with authenticity mm-hmm. um, to me. Watch out for safe people. Right. That's <laughs> very important. Safety authenticity was there one more i don't know vulnerability just sums it up you know being willing to risk opening up um and compassion like for yourself and for the other person just like i think there has to be a lot of compassion for yourself first before you're even willing to open it up to someone else but uh, whenever you're able to connect with another person and you're courageous enough to open up to them um then kind of compassion flows pretty naturally through that most of the time it's a very powerful thing Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Megan Davidson and Laura Vincent. The three of us work together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. 